For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Tuesday to you. Yeah, I did. I had to look over at the computer to see what day it was. But I uh, hope it's starting off well for you, and we've got a lot we can discuss today. 508 996 we can also take your app chat messages on the WBSM app, and we can take your open line voicemails on the WBSM app as well. And I'll also direct you to there, to the app, or to WBSM.com if you want to enter to win a pair of tickets to see Willie Nelson and the Outlaw Music Festival. We have all the details up at WBSM.com. If you go there, there's a, a tab at the top that says win Willie Nelson tickets. There's a little box in the right-hand corner, win Willie Nelson tickets. There's also on the app, when you open it up, and you know, we have all those buttons in the middle to, like, app chat us, to call us, to get our podcasts, to send the open line voicemail, all those buttons in the middle there. Uh, and so what I usually do is if we have a contest going on, I'll make that the first button to make it nice and easy to find. So if you go in there today, you will see the first button will be win Willie tickets. Now, if you don't see that, you probably need to update your app. It means that your app isn't updating on its own. You might have some settings on your app, uh, on your um, on your device or on your app store to not automatically download updates. But if so, that's the case and you don't see it, you can just go to your store and hit update. Or if you have to, you can delete it and reinstall it. You shouldn't have to go that far, but then you'll see it there. And it's important to have your updates turned on. Because we update the app so frequently. You want to get all the latest features and options and stuff like that. So, And if you don't know, if you're like, I, 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 don't, know how to, I don't know how to turn on, how to turn back on updates on my app, you probably didn't turn them off then. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably didn't turn them off. So there you go. And now we will draw a winner today and we will draw a winner each week. Because you can win them before you can buy them. They don't go on sale until Friday. So we've got your chance to get them before anybody else will. And uh, that'll be that'll be a, a nice 90th birthday present for Willie, right? To have you be there at his show. He turns 90 years old next week. So you could be there to sing him happy birthday. I mean, the show is not until September, but I'm sure he'll be celebrating every town he goes to. You want to bake him a cake, he might prefer a certain type of brownies instead, but, you know, 
All right. So, again, enter to win that at WBSM.com and on the app. Also, that is where you can see the photos from the – Sheriff Harrow doesn't like the term riot because he says a riot means that there was violence and there was no, no violence against anybody that happened as part of this uprising. But I think riot colloquially is what we would all refer to it as. So you can see photos of that, the damage done at uh, WBSM.com and on the app and see just how much damage was done. Estimated to be about $200,000 worth of damage. So that is all there for you to see as well. And, of course, I'm sure a lot of you have been following what was going on in the news, with the news, when the news makes news, or at least the news channels make news. And I, I put out a joke, or at least... I thought it was a joke because I, I thought it was funny on Facebook last night where, you know, who had the worst day yesterday? Tucker Carlson, Don Lemon, or Aaron Rodgers? And I said, the answer is Aaron Rodgers because even though the other guys don't have a job, at least they're not a New York Jet. Thanks for the pity laugh. But the um, the, the funny thing is, is... Uh, I think out of all three of... Well, all right, I'll, I'll take Aaron Rodgers out of it. But I think between Tucker Carlson and, and, and Don Lemon, Tucker Carlson is more set for success. There are other conservative media outlets that might want to snatch him up. I don't know that those would be attractive to him. It'd certainly be attractive for them to get him because he would help increase their, their viewership. And certainly if you are, you know... a, a, a a startup like Newsmax or One American Network. These are these are relatively young networks in the grand scheme of things. And so they're struggling to get on a lot of carriers. And it's not I don't think it has anything to do people people say well it's because they don't want to put these conservative voices on, on cable. And that, that, that's not what it is. Believe me. The cable is so threatened by streaming. And they know, based on Tucker Carlson's numbers and the numbers at Fox News, they know that conservative media is a ratings grabber. So I think they would want to have those channels on and available for their audience. So I don't think it's just a matter of, well, the cable companies don't want to put them out there. I don't think it's as simple as that. And, and I don't know, I don't claim to know why they don't have them on. My guess is because it is, you know, these smaller, they're not part of like discovery. They're not part of, you know, now that discovery's merged with HBO and all of the, like this, they're not part of one of these big conglomerates that have the power to force their smaller networks onto the cable carriers. So, for example, I worked for a, a network called Destination America. Destination America was owned by, at the time, by Discovery. Well, things have all changed. Discovery bought scripts. Like, there was all this stuff that went on in the year since, but... You know, nine years ago when I was working for that network, they were owned by Discovery. And so Discovery would say to the cable companies, well, if you want to have 
are networks that people care about, like the Discovery Channel. What else do they have? Uh, Bio, I think. I'm trying to think of what, what was out there at the time. I think the Science Channel, you know, that's that's a pretty popular one with some of the, the programs they have. So the they would say if you want to have these networks, then you've also got to carry these little boutique networks like Destination America, which was their attempt to compete with the Travel Channel. Now, Travel Channel just happened to get lucky with a lot of hit shows. You know, leaning into the paranormal certainly helped, but they had other other shows that were strong for them at the time. And so that was an attractive thing for Discovery to want to compete against, but that network was a, a small startup network that didn't, that ran mountain monsters a lot. So they would force them to take that. They And, and these other conservative news outlets that are out there now, they don't have that that power. Like people say, well, look at CNN and their, and their sagging ratings. But cable companies are never going to drop CNN because it's part of that larger conglomerate. So if they want to have HBO, they're going to have to have CNN no matter what. You want to carry HBO on your cable on your cable provider and get the subscriptions of people that want to watch that prestige HBO programming? Well, CNN's part of that deal. And they just lack that type of bargaining power for these smaller networks. But I think if the if you put somebody like Tucker Carlson on one of those networks, then the cable companies will say, hmm, hmm. The guy had the number one show on cable. And granted, that was with the reach of Fox News. But if he was on this this network and, and we put that network on more of our cable provider, well, then I think we would at least stand to, we would make more money. And what do we care? What they pay him, that's their problem. All we have to do is add the channel on to our carriers. So I think it would really help them reach. It would also help them too in a way where they could, they could just add streaming subscribers. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Like you might, you can, you can cry all you want that your favorite network isn't available on your cable company. The network probably doesn't care about whether or not they're on the cable company anymore because people are cutting the cord. They care about streaming and getting it directly to you and then they control the advertising revenue. If so, if they have ads in their, in their shows, they get all the money for it, not a network. That then pays them for the show. If they if they control the streaming, they can decide whether or not they want to have commercials or just go off membership prices. And having somebody like that in your arsenal will help them and give them options in that regard. Is that something that Tucker Carlson would want to do? Would he want to go and work for one of those upstart networks? You know, Chris Cuomo went to work for that. Uh, what's what's the one that he worked for? He works for now. But he, he didn't have a lot of options because of the way that he got let go from CNN. Because he used his position to try to quash coverage of his brother's troubles. Well, that's not going to get you a lot of jobs. The other... Um, Part of this, too, is these networks will be looking at why was Tucker Carlson let go? Why did you let the number one 
television draw go. And some of the stories, I was reading some of them to see, you know, what the, because it's all really speculation, unless they have, you know, some places claim to have unnamed sources. But there seems to have been a lot of different things going on. And so everybody's going to scramble to get that information out to try to be the, the people that are right. I mean, does it help that he was going to be a witness in the Dominion lawsuit? Well, but here's the thing. He was not the biggest infractor. Is that, is that a term? He was not the biggest problem when it came to pushing the election lie. So for him to be a sacrificial lamb for that and not say Hannity, who talked about it every night, I, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. There's, there's reporting out there that there were internal issues with the way the program was run. That was a, a couple of different things. It was the way that he responded to his bosses and to the executives at Fox News. It was And, and, and the fact that he was undercutting them to people on his staff. So he's texting with producers. He's texting with people that he's friendly with at the network about questionable decisions about leadership. And uh, listen, you don't have to watch Succession to know that if you piss off the boss, that's, that's enough. So that could be part of it. Because those came out to light publicly. And maybe maybe they knew about it privately and they said, you know what, that's Tucker being Tucker, we can deal with it. But when it comes out publicly that you are undercutting management and their philosophies, well, that, that can be an issue. And then you also look at the way that the Murdoch family is structured. And again, this this you know succession is based on that family, so it sounds very much like it. But Lachlan is is I guess the one in charge now. Maybe in another year it'll be James. Like they go back and forth. But philosophically, you know, they might want to do things differently than their father did. So they're going to have changes like that. And if you have somebody who is calling that out, who works for you, well. Sometimes you have to, sometimes it's a, it's a good show of power to say we're going to cut the number one guy. There were also some, some lawsuits that were happening from a former uh, employee on the show who claimed that there was misogyny and harassment. And now the information has gotten out about those suits. So that could play a part in it too. I mean, that's pretty much what took down Bill O'Reilly. And it seems like that's what took down Don Lemon based on some of the reports. That Don Lemon was known for misogynistic comments. And listen, I watched some Don Lemon. I used to like to watch their, the election coverage of Lemon and Cuomo together because, like, it, to me, it was like, um, it was like Remy and McDonough, which I always preferred, you know, come at me if you want to. I always preferred McDonough to Orsillo. Orsillo wasn't bad, but I always preferred McDonough. For reasons like, you know, when you have a 14-inning game, the comedy stylings of McDonough and Remy were just hilarious. And, like, they would get loopy and they would get... And so that's why I would watch the election coverage. You know, when they're in, like, their, their 12th hour of being on the air and it's just not making sense anymore and somebody might be down to their T-shirt 
you know, it's just that, that kind of level of entertainment around the fact that nothing else was happening. You know, you were waiting two hours to see something tick up a couple percent points. But you would hear some of the things that he said and say, huh? And you realize that, you know, he, he's, I think he said a lot of things because he felt like he could get away with it. But now, maybe that's the reason why he got let go. Also, it didn't help that they moved him. They, they, they tried to create this morning show around him and the ratings were dismal. I could have told you that. I could have told you before it started. And again, I don't know about TV news programming, but I could have told you right from the start, Don Lemon's not a fit for mornings. He, he just doesn't have that whimsical personality. When he has fun on the air, it was on his own terms. And I think, I think that they could have a pretty good morning show there if they just put the right talent in. But I don't know that CNN even knows what they're doing. I mean, they're, they're, they just announced a show with Charles Barkley and Gail King, which, okay, like that, that might have my interest for an episode or two. But like they're interviewing Charles Barkley and he's like, we're not going to talk politics. And Gail King's like, well, we are going to talk politics, but it's not going to be exclusively politics. Like, well, you don't even know what your show is going to be. Maybe maybe get that all down before you make announcements. Did they not do some test shows? But anyway, I think all of this is very much in flux, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that people don't need to watch these shows to get news and information anymore. Whether it be that they go to different networks, whether it be that they get things online, Everybody, you know, the CNN and Fox News are probably, and MSNBC are probably mostly responsible for the increase of people that are just doing their own thing from home or from their own private studios. Because when the pandemic happened, they're the ones, you know, sending out Cisco link hookups to everybody, which is fine. That's what they had to do. But they're sending out all these abilities for people to, to, to work from home and, and be able to connect from home. And a lot of them probably started thinking to themselves, well, why, why do I have to wait for, for them to call me for an appearance? I can just do my own show from here. And now you're, you're taking away a portion of, of the audience. So it's just a lot of changes and a lot of it. So I'm not, I'm not buying into any conspiracy theories about this. I think it boils down to both Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon had become problems for their bosses. And when you become a problem for your boss, you don't have a job anymore. I think it's just that simple. 508-996-0500. I should take a break, but I'll take this call. Uh, good morning. You were on WBSM. Hello. Oh, and it's me. I'm just um, waiting for my car to be fixed. I'm just listening to the station. I'm sorry. So you oh, you were listening on the phone so that you could hear it? Yeah. Do you have, yeah, a, sm yeah, yeah. Do you have a smartphone? Yeah. You can just download the app and listen to the stream that way. It'll be a lot easier for you. Oh, yeah? Okay, I'll have someone hook that up for me. All right, thank you. No problem. Yeah, that's... Sorry. Oops, sorry. Didn't mean to hang up on you there. Yeah, that's that's never a great idea to hold up a phone line uh, to be able to listen. <laughs> sorry. I mean, I, I'm glad that you want to listen, but um, I can't let you hold up a phone line doing that. But if you, uh, if you download the app, just open up your app store, type in WBSM, download the app, and then once it's done downloading, you open it up, and when you open it up, there's a button in the upper right-hand corner that looks like a play button. Hit that. And it will start the live stream or you can 
hit the listen live button in the middle, either way, and it'll open up the live stream and you'll be able to hear us. And it'll sound so much better than it does listening on the phone. You'll get crystal clear FM quality sound. And it's all thanks to our friends at South Coast Towing. I hope they helped you out with your car, too. Anyway, we got to take a break. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a... Welcome back in 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you today? Good. How are you? Not bad. Um, on the Tucker and the Don Lemon thing, um, you know, Tucker was, um, he was, he was always sort of polarizing, uh, especially there were certain Republicans that you would notice after a period of time that never would appear in his show or actually would kind of throw Tucker under the bus. Um, especially uh, Lindsey Graham, he had real uh, a real outage with Lindsey Graham, um, and sort of called Lindsey Graham out like directly on his show a couple, you know, quite a few times. Um, and uh, so I think Tucker kind of was cut from his own cloth a bit, and I think it kind of goes to what you said about you know um, wanting the show to go his way, and uh, uh, you know, you know, compared to the you know the, the editorial staff at Fox or or the, the producers. Um, and I also think this was really related to the Dominion deal. So, you know, I'm in business and you've got a successful sales rep that's, uh, that's, uh, making the big numbers. That's the last guy you want to get rid of unless there's some, you know, very upfront reason you're get, getting rid of the person. <clears throat> and, you know, he was pulling the numbers and yet he's going. And so. Well, and, and doesn't, me, does, does, doesn't that seem odd to you that that, that would be the guy? Sure. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you think if they had to have a sacrificial lamb, it would be Hannity? First of all, he's older. Um, so it's a little bit, you know, he's he's closer to retirement, I guess you could say. Uh, so he might be the guy that would be and he would make more sense because he was the one that was talking about this more. Yeah, I well, I think that this is more directly related because it was so right away, right after the Dominion payout deal, that the seven hundred million might have been, you know, a billion or something. But they decided to put Tucker on the table as part of it, and that's that's part of negotiation. Everything's on the table, right? So um, I think it's more to do with that. Um, I also think that Tucker probably has a better shot. Uh, not necessarily going on in the network, but you know, he, there's so many opportunities for new media that, um, and with his audience, I think that, you know, he may lose a lot, obviously, in translation for people that can access them. But um, I think that he probably would do okay on new, new media. And, and I think that that's, um, that's really the path he'll go. I think he he's a brand unto himself. And I think I think where Fox News kind of screwed up a little bit, or, or Fox overall, where they kind of screwed up a little bit is when they when they launched Fox Nation. They pretty much built the idea of Fox Nation around extra Tucker programming because he was the sure. number one guy. So maybe that kind of also put in his head, hey, I don't need you guys. I could go start my own streaming service and do the same thing you did and prove to everybody that I'm the brand unto myself. Well, he did it. I mean, he was like an, um, um, he was like a, a, a journalist that would dig in and, you know, you know, research and do all that. And that's what came out in those feature uh, uh articles or feature videos that he did um on fox nation and they were interesting i think on the don lemon side 
Um, I don't know if you saw the uh, interview he did recently with uh, Vivek uh, Rashimi, the presidential Republican presidential candidate. But no, I don't. That was, I didn't see that one. No. Yeah, that, I think that was the. I think that was the cut loose. I saw a couple of YouTube videos that that basically uh, producers basically that was it. Um, he so Vivek comes on. You know, he's a Republican candidate. He's a super long shot. He's Indian uh, national uh, or nationality. Um, and, um, you know, he was talking about, uh, he, Poppy Harlow was on with Don Lemon and, and Vivek and they were all in the studio together. And you know, he was talking about, well, you know, we really want to fight crime. There's, you know, a lot of uh, crime on black people. And he started to quote some data and then Don Lemon just went off and said, you can't talk about black. You're not black. You can't talk about black issues. And he said, I'm a presidential candidate. If I'm the president, I'm going to have to talk about all issues with all people. And, you know, Don Lemon just, you would think that he was a novice and just, uh, it was so bad um, that uh, Poppy Harlow started, grabbed her phone, shrugged her shoulders and started looking at her phone right in the middle of the thing. And then she tried to come in and talk and then he put his hand up and said, she, she, you know, Don Lemon shut her down, you know, and I was like, wow, that was really horrible. Um, I have a feeling that had a lot to do with it. You'd have to see it. Um, to believe it, and but he, you know, he just completely went off, and uh, it was, it was not, it wasn't professional. Let the guy talk. It's a presidential candidate that probably doesn't have a shot. Um, you want to hear what he has to say, and but Don completely shut him down. It was just like and, slam, slam, slam. And he's always struck me as the guy who is trying to be controversial for the sake of controversial. Like he doesn't, he doesn't know where to pick the right spots to do it. So instead he just looks, listens for, you know, for lack of a better term, the dog whistles of where he can jump in and, and, and add something. But the problem is, is I don't think he's quick enough on his feet to, to create controversy out of what's being said without, without saying something stupid. Like what he said about Nikki Haley, you know, like that she's past her prime. How how is a woman who is 51 years old past her prime? Well, this is, the problem when you, you know, when you're not smart in general, I'm not talking about Don Lemon, and then you just go with, with you know, news clippings and, and you know, uh, political positions that, that you don't really know the depth of, and you just spit them out at the right times, but they may be the wrong times. And, you know, talking about someone that's 80 years old and being maybe uh, controversial, you know, maybe controversial that they're late in their career to be a president versus a 51-year-old woman, Sitting on a table with two other at the desk with two other women, it's like uh, you, you missed the point. You just completely whiffed. Yeah, and, and most so. of his colleagues are are older than fifty one. You know, his female colleagues. You know, they've, he's right. got. You know, if you look at a lot of, the, especially the ones who were on at night, the ones who replaced him uh, in his night slot. Yeah. So, uh, and part of that too is it goes to. So this perception that they have about CNN, like always slamming conservatives. I mean, for the most part, it was Don Lemon that was doing it. And it was under these auspices of, you know, I just just attack for the sake of attacking. I mean, Cuomo did it too a little bit, but at least like he was somebody who who tried to use logic and 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 it didn't always work for him, but at least he wasn't having these emotional guttural, guttural reactions. He would be the person that would stop those if they happen. He'd be like, hold on, I think you're talking out of emotion there. And, you know, the same thing that I try to do. And even though I, but, you know, get emotional just like anybody. But I I think, yeah, I think Don okay, Lemon... forgive you. <laughs> I think Don Lemon actually helped f- to foster that that reputation that they're now trying to get away from for that network. Well, people like Donna Brazil did more to destroy CNN than than a lot of the hosts did because, you know, the whole giving a, 
uh, being a, a CNN contributor and at the at the political desk, but then giving the answer, giving the questions to Hillary Clinton, for instance, or you know, that's the stuff that you go, look, you're as I'm not a news person, but I took enough courses in it to understand that you know you, you're supposed to do the research, you're supposed to. Uh, you know, present both sides as best you can, unless you're doing an editorial piece or a feature piece. It's totally understandable. And the the line is really blurry these days about that. But to take and, you know, try to throw a, a debate um, or try to put, put the thumb on the scale, I mean, and she, working for CNN full time, that's not that's not good, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't get that whole thing. Like, I see these people with all these titles underneath them, and I'm like, but you don't work for them. Like, you're right. just, you're just, a, you're, all you are is a glorified correspondent. You're a glorified stringer. You're just a contributor. But they give them all these weird titles that I think gives them, you know, these, these odd positions within, within the framework of what's going on. Like, who cares? Like, you just go on the show and you talk about it and you get paid for it and you go home. You don't need to be like senior legal analyst of, you know, political affairs or all these different buzzwords they put in there. Well, by the way, I'll leave you with this is a, if I was responding to Don Lemon's comment about, uh, about, uh, uh, people past their prime, I would have just said, well, you know, uh, your prime, I guess, ends at 50, but wisdom starts at 51. So. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thank All you right, for the you, call. You have a great day. You as well. And uh, 508-996-0500 if you want to. And by the way, um, Don Lemon is not a young guy himself. So uh, he's, he's, what, close to 60? I think he's 59. I'm not sure if I remember exactly how old he is, but I know that I looked it up at one point. Uh, but let me tell you exactly how old he is. So he's fifty-seven. So he's fifty-seven. He's 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 not exactly a young man himself. But I think that both of these, both of these firings or both of these partings of ways, are opportunities for the networks. As I mentioned, you know, I think Don Lemon was a lot of where people thought that CNN had a slant and, uh, you know, it was, was more opinionated than it was reporting, which, again, those shows that are on in primetime, they're opinion shows. That, that's, what they're, that's what they're all about. They're about the hosts evoking a response from the viewer. And I think that that's kind of something that, that Tucker Carlson took to heart. Now, listen, I don't agree with him. I think, I, honestly, I think that he's a clown. I think that he made up a lot of stuff, as has come out. I think that he pushed a lot of things that shouldn't have been pushed, like the great replacement theory. I think that a lot of the stuff that he did over the years was questionable reporting. But he knew what his audience wanted to see. And he knew the topics that they wanted to hear about. And so he he was... No matter what you feel about him, and, and as Fox News said in in a lawsuit, you know I'm paraphrasing, but you can't believe what Tucker says. He's just entertainment. And as much as they let that be the guiding principle of how they did things, he cared about what the audience wanted to see. And a lot of these text messages and 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 issues that they had where he was criticizing management was about that. Was about. Him saying, like, the people who are running these this stuff is, is, you know, again, paraphrasing, they're not keeping our audience in mind. 
so he was adamant that you know that that was first and foremost and i i think there was probably behind the scenes again i'm just assuming this but i'm i'm sure there was some behind the scenes stuff going on where he felt that he was like i said a brand unto himself that he was bigger than the network and so that he felt that he could speak out in those moments and i'm not i'm not i'm not criticizing him for that i'm not saying to him i'm not i'm not saying you know he had a god complex or something what i'm saying is that as the leader of the on-air talent, he might have felt like it's I, I've got to be the guy that's, that stands up to this, and I've got to be the guy that says something about this. Now, some of the language that he used, I know that that was kind of an issue, but you're also not expecting that these things are going to get released to the public either. You think you're just talking to your, your coworkers. And one other thing um, that I'll bring up too is... I was talking about how you know he could be his own brand. He could he could take over everything on his own and, and be a brand unto himself. The caller had mentioned that you know that maybe they had been hands off a little bit too much with him. And if you if you heard Phil talking about it earlier, you heard him talking about the fact that you know Tucker lives a good portion of the year up in Maine, and then he lives a good portion of the year down in Florida. And Fox News built him studios to be able to accommodate him broadcasting from those places. And so he just wasn't there in the building every day for somebody to pull him aside and have a conversation with, with him and say, oh, yeah, yeah, be careful who you're texting. No, instead they have to send a text to him to say be careful who you're texting, but then put it on the record so people are reluctant to do that. So being out of the element can have a, a, a negative effect and can also make you feel like you are outside of the system and that you don't have to obey the rules because you're not there with everybody else. And again, it's not, I'm not criticizing his personality because I think, I think that Tucker Carlson that you all know and love is an act. I think it's a character that he's playing the same way that, you know, Stephen Colbert played a character on the Colbert Report. This is, this is him giving you what he thinks that you want to see. 508-996-0500. I'll take a quick one before I get to take a break. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? With Tucker Carlson, uh, it's being reported that he owns the studio in Maine and the other one in Florida. Okay, so he... he but the fact is they let him go outside of the building. So, like, yeah. so we, as you know, you know, we've seen it happen with people that work from home. When, when you're not in the building and you're not part of the everyday culture of the company, then you become a little bit of an outsider and, uh, and you might go well, off on your own course. Well, maybe they gave him, you know, more free reign where he can, uh, you know, uh, report the topics. Uh, cause he had to obviously he had a team mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he would go and, uh, put the, present what the topics were and then, uh, present them every day on, uh, Fox news. But, uh, uh, I'm hearing uh, on different um, news outlets that he owns two studios, one in Maine, one in Florida, and that the word has it that he's going to start his own media company. I mean, he might as well. I mean, if anybody can do it, he's got the name recognition and the brand following to be able to do it. Like Bill O'Reilly, he has more he has more viewers now than he did when he was in Fox. 
Well, and I think Bill O'Reilly was a little bit of a different position. I know he was the top dog there when everything went down, but you know he he did a lot to to get himself pushed out of there. You know, if if yeah. Tucker's just going out there because if, if Tucker's a sacrificial lamb for a philosophy that the network was pushing, as much as I don't agree with that philosophy, I feel bad for the guy. If he was just doing what he thought he was supposed to do, and now he's going to suffer for it. I mean, Bill O'Reilly was the the cause of his own undoing. Right. Uh, but Rupert Murdoch said it himself that uh, it's not about the red or the blue, it's about the green. So he's, he's about the money, and, and you're right. It's uh, you know, What you watch today, it's not about facts, it's entertainment. And how much ratings you can get so you can get more advertising dollars. I mean, you hope that there's facts in that entertainment, but not always. Right. So, you know, that's... Uh, that's that's the the way of the I guess today it's called news is no longer news it's show business showbiz. Yeah, well, I think it all depends on where you're getting your news from. You know, I think if you've got you know the the person who's you know like, like just for an example, you know Beth David who's out there running around all week long collecting local stories here in Fairhaven, like yeah, she gives her opinion and she she is able to kind of personalize the news a little bit. But people at that level, people at the level of Kate Robinson, people at the level of the folks at New Bedford Light or or the Standard Times, they don't they don't have the time or the reach really to worry about you know, pushing any kind of agenda. Those people, I think, are doing good work. I think the problem is is that they've they've created these news networks that people tune into, and if it was just straight news, who would watch it? Right. Well, they should change it from news network to entertainment network. I think that's what it is. News newsfotainment, uh, we, we can call, yeah, we can yeah. call oh, it. Oh, well, propaganda, too. I mean, uh, you can call it work. And when you put a spin on things and you're not reporting the facts, just the facts then it's uh, entertainment slash propaganda. You know, whether it's Wolf Blitzer, you know, uh, uh, Rachel, Rachel uh, Maddow on MSNBC and uh, all that cast there. You know, it's like uh, C-SPAN I watch, C-SPAN. I read the Epic Times, The Hill, uh, which is a nonpartisan paper uh, from the Capitol. But, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, and we've mentioned and spoke about this before, we've got to read your... Look at different sources, and then uh, you got to make up your own mind. Well, I think I think part of it is you know if you just if you just played the straight news, you would run out of content, and you wouldn't you'd be repeating things all the time with all these different opinion hosts and all these different opinions and ways to to address it. It gives them far more variety of content, and therefore they can sell more advertising dollars. Like you said, you know it's about the green. I got to hold you there though because right, I got to take yeah. a break. But thank you for the call. And uh, we will take a break. We'll be back in a few. And I will remind you again that later on in the program today, we will draw a winner for a pair of tickets to Willie Nelson's Outlaw Music Festival. It's happening Saturday, September 16th at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield. The lineup features Willie Nelson and family, Bobby Weir and Wolf Brothers. That's Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead uh, featuring the Wolf Pack. The String Cheese Incident, Los Lobos, who are phenomenal, and Particle Kid. And if you are not familiar, Particle Kid is uh, is Willie Nelson's son. So you can enter to win those tickets now at WBSM.com and on the app. You can't buy them yet. They don't go on sale until Friday. So this is your chance to win them before you can buy them. We're giving them away all week long thanks to our friends at Live Nation. So all you have to do to enter is go to WBSM.com. You'll see enter to win Willie tickets at the top. You'll see it on the right-hand side. Click on that. It doesn't matter which one. It goes to the same place. And uh, then fill out your information inside the box. And then what we'll do is we'll draw a name and we'll announce it on the air. And if you're the winner, 
you get to go to the Outlaw Music Festival this September and help Willie Nelson celebrate his 90th birthday. He'll be 90 years old next week. And so this is a, this is kind of our way of being able to help celebrate his birthday by getting these tickets before you can buy them. And thanks so much to Live Nation for making it happen and for helping us to be able to give away tickets to you all summer long. That's right. Why not, right? People say, Tim, why do you want to give away tickets on a talk show for music? Like, because I can and because I want the audience to win. So enter to win again, WBSM.com and on the app. All right, that'll do it for this hour. We'll come back in the next hour. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.